this is Gene from Dumbasses Talking Politics, and here we are, episode three, working it, working it, working it. Uh, so just to give you guys a little hint and things, uh, I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to make this podcast better. The last two were really rough. I posted them anyway because I knew this was going to be an education experience was going to be really important. So what I've decided to do is instead of coming up with full episodes that are just awesome and they're not going to be awesome, I need to accept that. And what I need to do is get used to talking on a microphone. I also need to learn how to script and a lot of fun stuff like that. So I've decided we're going to do my podcast. I'm going to do it more often, but I'm also going to make them a lot shorter. So this is going to be the first podcast that actually does that. Hopefully I can pop, uh, post maybe three to four podcasts a week. Uh, everything will be on my blog, which I'll give you at the end. But uh, I, I think that's the best way to go for now. And then as I get better with this, maybe I can make the podcast longer. But this is a learning experience for me, and I need to attract people. Hopefully people don't sit back and listen to the first couple of episodes. They just start listening to these little ones. So. Trump and the Republicans had great victories last week. That's short-lived. What have you done for me lately? Things are back to normal. We have chaos. And this is where we have to go back and talk about the southern border again. So what's been happening at the southern border? Well, unfortunately, it's been getting worse and worse and worse. And though I was never one who was a big fan of a president declaring a national emergency, especially within the borders of the United States, we're getting pretty close to that point right now. According to the uh, Border Patrol, which is from the uh, CBP.gov, you can actually download this, um, since October, we've actually been pretty solid. We've been averaging about 60,000 illegal aliens uh, caught at the border, but suddenly in February and March, especially in March, it seems to have actually been getting going up. Uh, we've been averaging, back in January of 2019, we had 50, about 59,000 illegals caught at the border. February of 2019, it went up to 76,000. The Department of Homeland Security said this is a big problem, not only because we are gaining, there are more people coming over, they're coming over just putting up their hands and getting arrested because they know that they're going to have to wait. I think, I believe I had read someplace that the average length of a trial for illegal immigration for, what do they call that? for um, sanctuary is four years. Combine this with the fact that the Democratic Congress has decided to lower the number of beds into the, lower the number of beds for these illegal aliens. Suddenly we've just got an absolute disaster within the border facilities, within the DHS facilities. It's gotten so bad that the Border Patrol has had to open 
um, had open bedding in their parking lots. And now the news media is showing example, showing uh, pictures of people in the parking lots in El, this specifically El Paso, try, leaning up against fences because there's just no room within the facility. And it's getting worse. On Tuesday of last week, 4,000 were arrested at the border. At this pace, you are looking at over a million illegal aliens being detained at the border per year. But it gets worse. The Border Patrol says that it is one in three illegal aliens actually do get caught at the border. Now, there's been a lot of talk about, well, most uh, illegal aliens try and come through the ports of entry. That's just simply not true. Border illegal aliens that want to get picked up go through the port of entry because it's easier. And they've surrendered to the fact that they're not actually going to cross the border and kind of meld into society. They just want to get picked up. People who are crossing on non-border checkpoints, the actual statistics are impossible to calculate simply because you just don't know who's coming over and you don't know who is. So it's it's very, very, it's bad. It's gotten really bad. Even CNN has determined that this has become a crisis. They interviewed somebody. Uh, they interviewed an illegal immigrant, someone from a caravan, and he had a child. He had his son, supposedly. We don't really know, but he had a son. And so the CNN reporter asked, why did you bring your child? This is a dangerous journey. It's 3,000 miles from Guatemala to the American border. Why would you bring your child? He basically said, in Spanish, of course, because, hey, can't speak English. That's kind of, we don't want to assimilate into United States culture. He said, well, everyone knows that if you bring a child, they won't deport you. And when the CNN reporter tried to say, uh, how do you know that? And he goes, well, everyone's talking about it. So that's kind of cool. Um, the Trump administration hasn't sat on his hands in this whole thing. Last week, Trump said he would uh, close the border if possible, and he would also receive he also received about one point two billion dollars from the United States military to build that would allow him to build about fifty seven miles of border wall. It's not a lot, but it's something. You you just gotta do something with it. What Trump also did was he removed all aid. He disallowed all aid from the three biggest offenders of the border crisis. He shut down, he took money away from Guatemala, Honduras, and El Salvador. But he's not really done. He has actually threatened Mexico. He finally said, listen, with Mexico, we're going to pull aid unless Mexico actually does something about this. Now, what's a trip about this whole thing is Mexico has probably some of the strictest uh, immigration laws in the world. And I mean, it's in their constitution. As a matter of fact, I would give my left arm if 
we would just implement Mexico's constitution into our own, make it an amendment, and this whole thing would not even be an argument. But we can't. So he's threatened Mexico, and Mexico has, sure enough, become nervous about the whole situation. They sure as heck need the money. They need U.S. dollars. It's a very corrupt government. They are a very poor government. So they need to do something to keep the money flowing in. And what they've done is they've actually started arresting illegal immigrants in Mexico and deporting them. Now, wait a minute. I just said deporting them. This is kind of cool. Mexico's immigration policy is... We don't arrest an illegal alien and then make them sit for four years to stand in front of a court to claim asylum. Mexico just arrests people, puts them on a bus and sends them back to the border and then lets them go, kicks them out of the country. This is exactly what the United States needs to do. And because the United States, because Mexico allows these caravans to illegally cross their southern border and then walk all the way to the United States. It makes the Mexican government look complicit to this kind of illegal behavior. So I'm thinking to my, well, we'll get to what I think in a few minutes. But Trump wasn't done. He has threatened to shut down the border uh, between Mexico and the United States. Now, this is scary. This is scary. A lot of folks, I have a lot of my fiance, if she's my fiance still, my fiance still is a Mexican citizen. She has a lot of family from Mexico and they come up and down from Mexico a lot. And this was a big deal. I mean, she was worried. A couple people of her family were going to go to TJ this weekend, Tijuana, for those who are not listening. Going to go to Tijuana. Uh, this week, and they're worried about whether they can come back or not. And they should, unless they're going to take a plane flight over there, they should worry. Uh, Trump has defined, the problem is the Border Patrol is inundated with illegal aliens. They can't handle them anymore. They don't know what to do with them anymore. So one of the things the Trump administration has suggested was to close the ports of entry so the border patrol could spread themselves out across the border where people are crossing illegally, where there is no monitoring. This is, this is going to be a problem for, for our economy and the economy of Mexico. Uh, the United States and Mexico do have trade deals, which allows the import and export of Mexican and American products between the two countries. And it's going to hurt. And Donald Trump said today it was going to hurt. But here's the thing. So what? The fact is, it's not going to hurt the United States economy as much as it's going to hurt the Mexican economy. It won't. So it might be worth, this is almost a, this is almost a, a lean against Mexico. That will hurt the Mexican economy worse than it does us. And then they will actually have to do something about this. 
and make absolutely sure those people at their southern border do not cross and can't just caravan through 3,000 miles of Mexican territory to get to the United States and cross over. Now, let's not forget that if someone is claiming asylum, they claim asylum on the first country, within the first country, that will accept asylum seekers. In this case, if you're from Guatemala, Honduras, or El Salvador, that is Mexico. So Mexico, who belongs to that, uh, that uh, who actually has signed that treaty, needs to actually do something about it before the United States. These people should be rejected the second they walk into the United States and sent back. Where are you from? Guatemala. Okay, get out. You need to actually ask for asylum in Mexico. So Mexico does not give these people a court date, which could be in four years. These people, Mexico does not give these people medical checks. These people do not, these people stick, Mexico sticks these people in a bus, drives them to the southern border, and kicks them out. And I'll give you a step further. They probably beat the crap out of them before they actually get to that southern border. Here's a little secret. Mexicans do not like Guatemalans, Hondurans, or El Salvadorians. They can't stand them. This is what I've learned living in California. I've worked with all three. Mexicans do not get along with any of them. And their police force is corrupt and absolutely brutal. But Trump isn't done. Right now, there is some major threats that Trump is making. I'm not thrilled. Uh, I'm not thrilled with the idea of executive orders. I think they're a waste of time. I think courts can block them. Of course, if they're executive orders, the courts can block them all they want. But it's just delaying the inevitable. Once something goes to the Supreme Court, they are what they are. It's an executive order. Trump has threatened a couple of other executive orders. One is to get rid of is to get rid of birthright citizenship and chain migration. A lot of pregnant Mexican women come to the United States to give birth to a child. Once that child is born in the United States, she can then live in the United States due to chain migration. Chain migration means you can migrate based off family members. He has threatened that this is on the table, that we could actually end chain migration and birthright citizenship. So where do I stand on all of this? Listen, this is a humanitarian crisis. I don't think it's a national emergency. I, I don't. I, I think President Trump has overstepped his bounds by declaring this a national emergency. I just don't think it is. I do think it's a real, I do think it's a crisis, definitely a real problem. And I think Congress's inability to come up with solutions, and we'll talk about that in a future podcast, probably this week. Uh, their inability to handle this crisis is beginning to really show. The numbers are not going down. They're only going up. 
We have another caravan, which I think Mexico is reluctantly um, pruning a little bit by arrests and deportations. But this one was supposed to be 20,000 strong. This is not going away. I think President Trump and DHS and the Border Patrol and ICE need to do everything they can to actually end this problem. And the way to do that is through executive order. Now, if Trump decides to get pushback from those uh, intellectual elites like uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez or Ilan Omar or any of those, Beto O'Rourke, any one of those morons, all he has to do is say, you know, Ilana Moore, Alexandria Cortez, you guys have done nothing. Do something. Come up with a solution. Don't tell me how immoral I am. Come up with a solution. I also believe one of the best things President Trump can do is actually get a report from DHS, get a report from the Border Patrol, get a report from ICE and read those reports out loud to the American people. Let them hear it. Go down to the border, like he did last month, and let the, let the Border Patrol tell the people what's going on. It'll be covered. This is the only way we're going to get a reaction. Because these people who keep screaming, get rid of ICE, abolish DHS, get rid of the border, they're not real popular right now. Alexandria Cortez's um, popularity has dropped like 15 points in the last, I said like, I shouldn't do that, has dropped 15 points in the last month. These people are not popular. These people look absolutely crazy. And these people do not seem to care. That's it. I'm done for today. That was the big, that was the big podcast. I'm, I'm shortened it up a little bit. I'm going to keep trying to get used to talking to no one around. Hopefully I can get my fiance to actually join me. Uh, tomorrow, I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to have a podcast about how I didn't get banned from Twitter. I really thought I was going to get banned from Twitter. But it didn't happen. Uh, I, as a matter of fact, I just checked it before I started this podcast, and I'm still on. I'm like, yay! I'm going to talk about why I got uh, initially banned from Twitter and why I really feared I was going to get banned from Twitter, but I didn't care. I wanted to give it a shot. So, if you want to follow me on, if you want to follow me on Twitter, I'm at Runnin' Fool at R-U-N-N-I-N-F-E-W-L. I think you can type dumbasses talking politics and it'll actually show me in there too. But uh, that's my Twitter handle. And if you want to read what, uh, if you want to read what I actually talked about today, you can follow me, follow my blog on dumbassestalkingpolitics.com. Folks, have a nice night. I hope you enjoy it.